Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. I've been gone for a few days from the daily monologues I've managed to do. I think 125 without interruption, but now there's been an interruption and there's an interesting story behind it because you see, I'm not quite the same person I was a few days ago. I've become a little bit more of a cyborg since then. Yes, a cyborg. <laughs> you are looking at a cyborg. And what I mean specifically is, is right here. It's still healing up. I have a pacemaker. I have a, a computerized device that has been implanted inside of my body that is sending electrical signals into my heart to control my heartbeat. It's really something. We live in a world in which people are becoming more and more like cyborgs. And I've taken a big step in that direction. You know, years ago when it became a fad for young people everywhere to pierce their bodies, their tongues, their noses, their ears, their lips, uh, body piercing has become a big thing globally. And I, I had the intuition that this is just a step in the direction of people uh, becoming, you know, part human and part, uh, I don't want to say exactly mechanical, but I'm looking for the right word, cyborgical. Perhaps we are uh, combining our bodies with the instruments of technology. So we are very slowly and gradually mutating ourselves in my pacemaker, which, you know, when I was born, they did not exist. This is a development in my lifetime, although I've studied the history of it. And it actually, you could say that there are intimations of this going back thousands of years when they used to take, stimulate people with electrical fish if uh, their hearts had stopped. Well, there's a lesson in all of this, and here's where it begins. About 10 years ago, I was on a uh, treadmill test, stress test, in a cardiac uh, facility in Las Vegas where I then lived, and my heart actually stopped for about six seconds while I was on the treadmill. I nearly lost consciousness, but I didn't. But you can imagine it freaked out the... <laughs> <laughs> the people working there administering the treadmill test, here's this guy about to lose consciousness on the treadmill. They sent me to see a heart rhythm specialist 10 years ago. And this man, a very good doctor to the best of my knowledge, said, we've got to immediately give you a pacemaker. I said, why? He said, look, your heart stopped for six seconds. What more do you need? And I knew better, at least I thought I did, and I consulted with a cardiologist I knew, Pim von Lommel, who is an expert in near-death experience, lives in uh, 
the Netherlands, and um, we were communicating via email. I explained to him in great depth why I didn't believe I really needed a pacemaker in spite of the obvious <laughs> indication there. And uh, I explained, I've been having, they're known as syncopes, loss of consciousness. I've had them since I got married some 40 years ago. In the early days, I did lose consciousness, but subsequently, I had learned to detect the onset of this syncope experience uh, because it has what's called an aura. You can tell that it's coming. It's about to start. And when I feel it's about to start, I've learned that I could make a fist with both of my hands and retain consciousness. And I also learned that for me, this experience, which is known as a vasovagal syncope, occurs typically if I'm engaged in athletic activity like I'm running, sprinting, and then I stop suddenly. Or occasionally, if I'm in a hot tub, I get up suddenly. It has to do with low blood pressure, and I learned that I could prevent loss of consciousness. And in fact, I didn't lose consciousness when I was on the treadmill, and these experiences uh, are very, were very rare in my life. And I decided that, you know, if, if I was in danger, I could control it. And I explained all of this to Pim von Lommel, and he said, well, I think you're right. You probably don't need a pacemaker now, but you will eventually. Ten years ago, I was in my early 60s, and I figured by the time I'm 70 or so, I am going to need a pacemaker. I knew that, but it was in the back of my mind. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it at all. So uh, I have this pacemaker now. It was put in on Friday, the, um, the 6th of July, two days ago, and it happened suddenly. You see, now I'm in a new community. I uh, went to see a cardiologist here in Albuquerque just to check in, and he said, well, I see you have a bit of an irregular heart rhythm. Why don't you see the heart rhythm specialist? Just check in with the fellow. I did. I had a nice talk with this doctor, brand new. I was his first Albuquerque patient, although he was a very experienced doctor who had moved here from Farmington. New Mexico. And he spent a lot of time with me and he said, well, let's, let's hook you up to a 30-day heart event monitor and then we can make a better determination of what you need. And he called me up suddenly on uh, Thursday, the 5th of July. He said, look, your heart monitor just showed that your heart stopped for three and a half seconds. Well, no big deal to me. I didn't feel any symptoms, but he said three and a half seconds between heartbeats. That's less than 20 beats a minute. He said, you're at risk. I need to give you a pacemaker. And I thought, well, there's no rush. But then I realized I have a busy travel schedule. And if I'm going to meet my travel commitments and also allow time to recover from the surgery, I better get this pacemaker put in right away. So the very next morning, there I am in the hospital. It was an outpatient procedure, but it lasted all day. I was there from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I think the procedure itself ran about four hours because in addition to putting in a pacemaker, 
they actually uh, did what's called an ablation, which is he managed to, to put a uh, an electrical wire with, I guess, a laser attached to it all the way into my heart, going up from a vein in my groin. And I'm wired up with all kinds of monitoring going on. I'm half conscious. They sedated me, but did not anesthetize me. So they could actually talk to me during the procedure. But the sedation was such, this is so interesting from the point of view of consciousness. I'm half awake, able to speak to the doctors. But after the procedure is over, I have no memory of it whatsoever. They do so much with these various drugs that can affect consciousness. And I think it's quite interesting. And this is all about consciousness, really, about losing consciousness and regaining consciousness. And because of the fact that I've experienced these vasovagal syncopes for decades, it's been something I've been well aware of. In fact, typically when I start to get one of these syncopes, it is very seductive. I get this feeling I'm going into a deep, sweet space. It's like, this feels good. I might have an out-of-body experience, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, getting ready to enjoy it. But my wife, who sees me <laughs> losing consciousness, freaks out a little bit, and I don't blame her. So she's encouraged me not to go with it, and but rather to fight it. And so, of course, I have, for her sake. I don't want to frighten her. Well, here I am now with a pacemaker. And uh, the uh, irregular heartbeat or AFib that I had has been removed completely. My heart is beating faster. It's beating more regularly. I expect this is going to extend my lifespan. My mother-in-law had a pacemaker, and she lived to be 98, in fact. <laughs> She used to complain. She said, I don't want to live so long. If I didn't have this pacemaker, I could die, <laughs> which would be good. She didn't want to live to be 98. I think she outlived her husband by 30 years. But that's what pacemakers will do. They will extend your life. So I'm glad to have it. It means I'll be with you longer if all goes well. But what is the lesson for you? in this. And uh, let me ask you this. Think back about 10 years ago in your life. Did you ever have a, an indication, an inkling, a, a sense, maybe a very direct warning that 10 years from now, you have 10 years and you better take care of a particular issue, but you've been putting it off. You've been ignoring it. It seems like 10 years is a long time. And then all of a sudden, 10 years sneaks up on you. There's something that you need to take care of that you've been neglecting maybe for the last 10 years. Something equivalent maybe to the pacemaker that I now have in your life. What might that be for you? if anything. And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me once again. I look forward to being with you in these monologue experiences many more times. <laughs>